And hello everyone, a very warm welcome. It is of course Plug In and Play with myself Wayne Madden. It is so good to be back with you and thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast that is all about video games and everything else we can think of as long as it's connected to video games. I am delighted to welcome back into the studio for what feels like an eternity but has only been to the listeners a few episodes and Henry Thompson has been keeping his seat warm, but it's amazing to have him back. It is, of course, Steve Fairburn. Thank you very much. Thanks for that. Glad to be back. Uh, it's amazing. It's been, it yes. feels like it's been ages, it does, but it, has. it hasn't actually been. No, that it's only long. we've been we've been quite blessed actually with the turnaround. That it's only been a couple of months, whereas yeah. previously it's been like many months between an episode. Oh, uh, whereas in this case, we've been quite consistent the last few yeah. months. We've been we've been keeping to a schedule. We've been <laughs> working out on radio. Oh, yes. and, I would have been those, here a week yeah, sooner, yeah. but. Uh, as you know, I had family drama, so apologies about that. Well, this is all right. I mean, look, let's be honest. Uh, family drama is part of life, but it's also subsequently part of some of the things that we're going to talk about. Indeed. Because now you speak of family drama, right? Let's go straight into this. Let's talk about some real family drama when it comes to gaming. And that's The Last of oh. Us. That's that's because families come in all shapes and oh, sizes. Yes. Family, good yeah, like it, it was. Thank it was, you. Yeah, I, like I was it. proud of that, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, let's talk about The Last of Us. But before we do, because we talked about it on this show before, we talked about the TV show, we've talked about The Last of Us 3 as a possibility, we've talked about The Last of Us 2, we've talked about the original. We do have some news about the original for the, well, I say the original, I mean the original remaster for the PS4 Absolutely. is part of another news article that we'll talk about. But before all that, let me take a moment to tell you that we're recording this show here here in New Enterprise Studios in Southwick, Sunderland. They provide some phenomenal equipment and studio space to allow us to record that show here in Studio C. They are an absolutely great company. They do studio hire, they do equipment rental, they are a filmmaking company, they do script consultancies. They are involved in all forms of creative media to help you from conception to production. And they want to help filmmakers, not just in the Northeast, but as a community interest company all over the UK and even further afield. They organize film night events. They do loads of stuff and we're very blessed that they've allowed <clears> us to come in and do that. And as you will have probably heard on the last episode, we had in their creative lead, Henry Thompson, who also presents the podcast Movie Madness. And Movie Madness has begun its third season. So when you're finished listening to this show, and we know you'll love this show and we thank you again, do check out Movie Madness from Dead Real Films and New Enterprise Studios on Spotify or wherever great podcasts are as well. Do check out that show as well. That's all about film and it's a great one. And, you know, I think gamers and film fans share a common bond in the same way that I often found in the past that video gamers and wrestlers, for some reason, shared an unbelievable bond that if you were into wrestling of a certain age, you were also into retro video games. Absolutely. You were also into to video games of a certain age but there you go anyway new enterprise studios they're fantastic they're amazing and uh, thank you to them for the studio space today so uh the last of us yeah 
Now, you you have been up to something since our last show. <laughs> now, I, I have a bone to pick with you, you about do, this yeah. because because you have done something that I didn't think was possible. No. Uh, tell the listeners, what have you been up to? Uh, I completed The Last of Us 2 for the first time. I had played it previously okay. but and didn't like it. Okay. And then after the TV show hit, I kind of thought, you know what? I'll go and play it again. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people are doing that. Both yeah. people who've never played the game, Absolutely. but also people who have played it and maybe only did maybe 60-70% of it are people who've played the game and then thought, will I look at it with fresh yeah. eyes? Because it's important to point out two things at this point. One is a ridiculous meme I saw online, which was a copy of The Last of Us Part 1 right. remastered for PS5. Indeed. And it had a sticker on it from a market somewhere in America where it said based on the hit TV series oh my god and the, the stall owner had obviously put this on this was a homemade yeah, sticker yeah. but it was that belief of well this must be based on the TV series so hopefully it's not a rush job folks oh. the other thing as well though that it reminds me of and this is what I want to mention um they're different characters. Oh, yes. So, spoiler alert for anyone, of course, but if you've not seen the TV series, the characters of Joel and Ellie, and to a certain extent, Tommy, and maybe even Marlene, are different characters. Yep. They are played in different ways, and certainly as far as Pedro Morales plays Joel... It is not the same as Troy Baker's uh, performance of Joel from Absolutely. the game. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think the way I describe the TV series is, is like when you remake a movie. Yes. If you remake a movie with the same named characters, which does happen, for mm -hmm. example, one of the main ones would be um, the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Yes. Obviously, Robert England made that character iconic, and then Jackie O'Haley played him in the remake. Yes. And he didn't try and just imitate what he had, what had come before. So I think that's how I would liken it, in the sense that they've they've obviously studied the source material for The Last of Us. Um, Ellie is nothing, nothing like the character. I don't think in the game at all. No, no, she's not. Um, she's precocious in the game. Yeah, uh, to a, a different degree. Whereas yes. there is an arrogance attached to her in the show that doesn't exist. There in is, the game. and I think I've said this on the show before, but if not, it's a point that I definitely want to mention at this point. The relationship between Ellie and Joel reminded me very much in the TV series of the relationship between Anakin and Obi-Wan yes. in Star Wars. Absolutely. And that is to say that Hayden Christensen's performance of Anakin in part two and three of Star Wars, there was so much back chat given petulant. to Obi. Petulance. petulance yes, yeah. that's the word. Definitely. Yes. It was disrespectful yes. because I think, do you not think though as well that without getting too controversial here, that's, <laughs> that's the sign of the modern times. Youngsters these yeah. days, and I, without, yeah. so I'm not, not like I'm kicking 100 myself, I'm only 43, but youngsters these days don't want to accept what's come before. Do you know, it's interesting because I've often like, uh, one thing I heard, Ant-Man and Quantumania was I out recently. I've not, I've seen, not it. seen it, but one of the reports I've read actually made the point of saying that right. his daughter in that movie, because of the blip, his daughter is a lot older. Yeah, she's and like she's late teens, yes. I think, now. Yeah, yeah. And she's very, seems very petulant and disrespectful of her father. Right. And you go, let's take a step back. Her father was responsible either directly or indirectly for the saving of the world. Half the universe. And yes, his own daughter can't seem to give him respect. Yeah. 
and that doesn't feel believable within that I heard universe. it described that both Ant-Man and the Wasp yes. are secondary characters in their own movie. Indeed, indeed. I've, I've, yeah, I've heard, I've heard similar. Apparently Evangeline Lilly might as well not be in it. Is what um, I I think that we're getting our sources from the same place. Yeah. Is this the critical drinker? Can it we give well a shout be. out to yeah, the critical yeah, drinker? Yeah. yeah, yeah. By the way, write some great books. <laughs> Check out the critical drinker's book series. It's fantastic. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I think coming back to the Last of Us, it's the same thing, it's true. and it shows that a lot of media, whether it's film or TV or gaming things have changed a lot because if we look at when The Last of Us was originally released yeah. in 2003 yeah. and we now look at the world moved on in 2023, yeah. certainly those 20 years have made a big difference in how Absolutely. characters are written and Absolutely. how they relate to each other. Well, yeah. this is it. And I mean, it was a little, I mean, don't get me wrong. I thought towards the end of the TV series, um, Ellie really as a character, she developed hugely. Yes. But up yes. until probably, what, the second or third last episode, she was very linear. She was very one-dimensional. She was very bitter, is for want of a better yeah, term. Definitely, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, whereas in the game, she always had that quiet optimism because I think as well in the game, she's played younger than she is in the show. Uh, in the game, how old is she supposed to be? She's supposed to be 12, 13? I think she's about, I think she says she's about 14, yeah, 15, because so. there's like a line where she's like, I'm 14, not that has anything to do That's with right. anything. Whereas yeah, in yeah. the TV show, I mean, I know age-wise, she's supposed to be the same age. Yes. Because the actress is, I think she's 19, 20, yes. when she's playing it. Yes. She plays it like a 19, 20-year-old. That's it, You know what yeah, I mean? And yeah. Yes, she, 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 don't get me wrong, I don't hate the character in the show, but I don't, care if that makes sense yeah i have to say for me personally watching the tv show i was more disappointed the longer it went on that the actress who had played or the actor who played sarah yeah had actually died she was far better because Cara. to me i was like i want to see more of sarah i would have been fine with her being yeah. ellie if yes. she'd been cast as ellie yes. i would have been over the moon she because she was great. great she was a great actress she was yeah. tenacious she was do you know yeah. what she was bright she she just had a presence about her, whereas I think that, don't get me wrong, that girl who plays Ellie, I forget her name, she was in Game of Thrones and her character in uh, Game Bella of Thrones. Ramsey. That's it, Bella Ramsey. Yes. In Game of Thrones, she was outstanding. She was, because it worked for her on yeah. that level. And yes. she went out like a yes. boss. If anybody yeah. who hasn't seen it, you've yeah, had yeah. time, it's been long enough. She went out, <laughs> she went out like a boss, you know what I mean? Fighting a... I believe uh, White Walker zombie. It's been a giant. long time since I've seen it, but I'm going to adhere and pretty say, sure yeah. she was yeah, killed yeah. by a giant. Okay. Um, okay, and it was amazing. But in the game, like I say, she just a lot of the, the idiosyncrasies and the the, the 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 personality traits that Ellie has, which make her shine, don't don't progress, don't translate well to the screen. And sure. I don't know if that's just in general, because obviously games to film in general has been a notorious... Yeah, you know, it has, absolutely. For want of a better term, a notorious mess. Well, this is the thing, and this is something that we picked up on the last show when we were doing the Movie Madness crossover. And if you haven't listened to that episode, listeners, you should definitely go back and do that, because I don't want to go over too much yeah. ground there. But the point that was made was that you look at something like the recent success of the Super Mario Brothers movie, and you say, Billion look... Billion dollars. Yeah, and you say, look, right, let's be fair... Yeah, it was a movie for children and children will influence their parents and you'll know that yourself yeah. better than anyone, well, certainly better than me. But at the same time, there's a question of it still has to be good. It still has to be good Apparently to get great. those. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and the I'm, Sonic films? Yeah. The Sonic films were great fun. And this is, this is the thing is that, well, if they can do that right and they can do it well and it can mm -hmm. translate audiences, a great example is something like Detective, uh, Detective Pikachu. Yeah, yeah. Now, Detective Pikachu, for me, as a Pokemon fan, 
I love that movie. I and wasn't I love a fan, it. but I love the film. I loved the film because it, as a film, it does a good job. It I like has Ryan a good Reynolds story. Well. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. That's Ryan it. Ryan Reynolds. Do you know the thing that annoys me in terms of translating games to film? Yes. Is the Resident Evil series because that is the most perfectly storytelling uh, yes. series there's ever been. Have you played the Resident Evil 4 remake? Uh, do you know what? It's funny. This was brought up on the last show. I've not yet played it, but I've it's, I've heard that it's very different. It's the and, best yeah. game I've ever played. The best really? game I have okay. ever played. And okay. I played the original to death. This game is, is, is there's quite a few differences. This is interesting. Um, the dynamics are there. Uh, the graphics are unbelievable. The story is brilliant. Um, wow. mate, honestly, if they did that as a film, Yes. Well, actually, no, to give it to do it justice, they'd have to do it as a TV series because it's a massive yes. story. Yes. 16 hour playthrough you nice. know, on the game. So nice. it's, you're getting value for money. Uh, and I'm not one for buying games brand new anymore. And I did with that. Yes. £55 for it. You know what I mean? Bloody so, hell. But, mate, exactly. Having said that, you did well because I've seen it listed for 65 in other places. I've seen it for 70. But yeah, that's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's all right. So yeah, 55 yeah. quid, I didn't feel as hot. Cost of living by. crisis, man. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, that's the thing. People are struggling and I'm wasting money on that's that. You know? yeah. but anyway. That finger thing means the taxes. You know, it's radio. They can't see me. Go on, exactly. Just bringing the money. The million dollar man stuff. That's it. But no, mate, honestly, if you get a chance to play it or anybody who's listening get a chance to play it it is far and away the best game i have ever played i played through it in a week interesting yeah i played through it in a week i was coming in from work spending some time with the kids and then blitzing it when they went to bed and i did it in a week and it's unbelievable that's interesting because you know you look at something like uh resident evil 2 the remake yeah that they did it was it was good but i didn't get that much into it do you know what i found and I still find that that's a good game. Yeah. But at the same time, it's a very, very different game from slow, the original Resident Evil 2. Very slow. It's a very different game. It's a very... it's it, They are two good games, but in their own league. Absolutely. Um, now, with The Last of Us, um, this, is where, this is where it gets a bit complicated because we don't have remakes. We have remasters. Which I hate. In a sense, we are constantly remastering. So we get the PS3 version. Yeah. When did that hit? What year did that hit? That was 2003. It was 2003, yeah. was it? So it's 20 so, years yeah. old. Yeah. So we got we got the PS we got the PS oh sorry no no it wasn't 2003 the timeline was 2003 and the TV so I'm so sorry no it was it was 2013 was it 2013 yes so it's ten years old yes and we've had how many versions of it in ten years so so within that uh, we've had. Um, that version, the original PS3 version, we've then had a remaster for the PS4. Which is the version I played recently because yes. I don't own a PS5 yet. We then had a PS5 remaster. Which I've heard of, is not that which, different. Which is, yeah, which doesn't arguably, unless depending on the television or the resolution, well, doesn't it. look yeah, that different. Yeah. And then as well as that, of course, we've had The Last of Us Part Two. But leaving yeah. Part Two aside for just a moment, we've then had a remaster of the game as a TV show. Yes. In the sense that they've remastered it to maybe modify elements and take yeah. it to... And and yes, it's an adaptation, of course, is the technical well, term. they've cherry-picked the, the, but the they key have, moments, have yes. they? Yeah, yeah. And the fact that Neil Druckmann is so heavily involved with the TV show... Indeed in itself being the creator of the game means that you definitely know that this is something that the original creator yep. wants to wants to see happen. Do you know the irony is I think there were certain scenes in the TV show, which I think we've spoken about before, that were better in the show than they were in the game. For example, yes. when um, you know when they're in the, the building where 
I forget when it is when Woody Caller dies and she gets kissed in the TV Tess. show. Tess, that's sorry, yes. I'm a bit out of practice with her names. That's all when right. Tess dies in the game, she, she, you're being hunted by soldiers. Whereas yes. when she dies in the show, again, spoilers, you've had time, um, <laughs> she, she's killed by, by the, the, the infected. Um, and I actually think that worked better than in the game because in the game it turned into a run and shootout, whereas in the uh, in the show it it wasn't. You know what I mean? It I was... think I think it worked better in I think it worked better in the show in some elements, but I wasn't fond of the kiss. Really, I I wasn't fond of her luring in the zombie or the whatever walker or whatever I sort of thing. So unpleasant. It it, was... it, the thing was, she was already infected, and I could understand why she was doing what she was doing, but at the same time. Um, I thought the sacrifice was noble and yeah. the sacrifice was that she obviously believed in that. But here's the problem I had with that. She believes in the sacrifice. Yeah. So you go through that sort of first two episodes of The Last of Us yeah, TV yeah. show. Ellie gets bitten again and That's then right. goes, which didn't happen in the game. No, it didn't. Because right. then she's able to turn around and go, well, I'm glad if anyone was bitten, it was me. Tess gets bitten but immediately sees the hope in Ellie. Yeah. Tess goes and sacrifices her own life. Indeed. And what what is left of it, she sacrifices things to help Ellie and Joel survive. Yeah. But then at the same time, not only does Ellie very quickly go back to bad-mouthing Tess or throwing shade, yeah. there's also the fact that Joel, in a sense, is disrespectful to Tess. That's true. By not actually that. following through with this and then later deciding, no, no, my personal feelings are more important than the world. She almost died in vain. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I And get she that. did to a large extent. Yeah, she well, did die in vain. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. In the end, yeah. The thing is, that's... Yeah, do you know, I'd never thought of it like that, you're right. But it's but it's interesting because, and I know that, you know, you will mention about The Last of Us 2 and what you were saying to <laughs> me before we came on air about yeah. Abby. But before we have that discussion, it's important to mention also that I have heard that Pedro Morales himself feels that Joel was wrong in his actions and is almost looking forward yeah, to Joel receiving his canuppance or receiving that sort of retribution. Yeah. And it, it's interesting because it does feel a lot more visceral when you see it played out as actors than it yeah. did in the game. It's not to say that the game isn't a phenomenal story. It is. But yeah, I just, I, I found that interesting because then you think, well, Tess has died in vain, but it also caught me off guard that you made a point about Abby. Which, mm. if you want to share that. Yeah. Um, obviously, everybody who's played the games, uh, obviously, she's not been introduced in the TV show yet, but everybody who's played the games will know Abby at the beginning of the games, despite the fact that Joel saves her life, is a reprehensible character. She she then violently kills him and almost kills Tommy um, for his actions at the end of the first game um, because it was her father who was the, the surgeon. Um Again, spoilers, if you haven't played it, you've had time. Uh, it's becoming a catchphrase. Huh? Um, but no, um, by the end of that game, her arc is so brutal because she's turned on by the people she protected and yes. was blindly serving to a degree because um, she started to realise the errors of what they were doing um, and to the point by the end of it, she was an absolute shell of a human being and you have this drawn-out battle with Ellie and her in the in the ocean, which is just... Anybody who hasn't played it, you need to. It's fantastic. Um, but by the end of it, you find yourself almost almost empathising and sympathising with... with uh, 
uh, Abby. With Abby, with Abby yes. Because yeah, yeah. she's she's emaciated when you see her. She's really been through the ringer. And you would argue in terms of main characters in the game, she's suffered way more. This is true. This is true. Which is very true. Because I, I have to say that one of the things that caught me off guard in particular about Abby was that I found her a character that I just didn't like in Agreed. the game at all. Absolutely. Um, and maybe if I'd ended up playing the end of The Last of Us Part Two, maybe I would have also seen something good about her. Um, but I just saw her, you know, she was motivated by revenge. I could understand that. Her father was killed and whatnot. But at the same time, it was it was difficult. I often wonder what would have happened if the story of The Last of Us 1 and 2 had been merged together at the same time. Yeah. If I hadn't have had effectively 10 years Agreed. to brew over what was happening with uh, Joel and well, Ellie. you bond with the characters. Yes. You do. You develop a, yes. a, a, you know, a, kin, a kinship with them, if you will. Um, I think it would the impact would have been a lot less, I, I think. But the yeah. thing is as well, what people... Uh, I, 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 read, I read a forum and they were talking about the revenge aspect of The Last of Us 2. The whole game's revenge. The whole game. Because once Joel is killed off, yeah. where you play as Ellie... <laughs> She's seeking revenge. And then at the same time, Abby has had her revenge, but is then switches roles with Joel because she's then the hunted. You know what I mean? It's because for that game for the rest of that game, or at least the arc of the side of it that you play as Ellie, you're hunting Abby. That's the whole story. There is no trying to find a cure or get somebody to a hospital to to, to do the cure. Um it's just to kill Abby. And that's all it is. And it it's a far more action-driven game than I think than the first game. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I definitely think you're right. Um, the second game in particular, I remember I was playing it um, through it and I was finding it increasingly difficult, sort of, it was a long drawn out affair to kill human beings. Absolutely. And I thought this is really weird that it seems that it's really difficult to do this, that it's almost as if the game is deciding my morals for me. Yeah. And then I found out that that's exactly what was going Absolutely on and that, that, was, that was a choice and that the game itself was designed in a way that to kill people would cause me more trouble than to let Absolutely. them live yeah, yeah. um and it's a, yeah it's interesting but on the other hand these were the same people who were going about crucifying others in the woods well this is it you can't feel yeah. sympathy for people who are you know have reverted to practicing thousands crucifixion of years, yeah, thousands yeah. of years ago you know let's face it that's a, that's a practice that thankfully has gone the way of the dinosaur you know indeed uh, or indeed. at least we would hope it has gone the way of the dinosaur um i mean I, I think if we're going to get into that particular argument there are probably um some isolated examples unfortunately in certain areas of the world absolutely. where they do indeed practice crucifixion yeah um but i believe from a historical context that it was Mostly my understanding is that both the Romans and the Persians, but that even the Romans themselves, when they generally converted ironically to Christianity, yeah. that they themselves felt, no, this is a barbaric it's, practice. It needs to stop. Yeah, um, yeah. Which it is and indeed was. Um but uh, it's interesting how, uh, do, you imagine, do you imagine a video game, uh, in fact, I was going to say, could you imagine a video game would feature crucifixion? That's how this came up. Yeah. The Last of Us 2. Yeah. Um, I don't know that it's ever been featured in another game. Oh. Um, uh, potentially God of War. I would think there's probably something There's probably in some there. reference there's somewhere. There's some playing in there. Yes. There's definitely yes. people playing in those games. Game of Thrones, Game Telltale of Thrones. Games. Well, when it. you when you first encounter what's that character Ramsey. that I love? 
Ramsey Snow, the bastard. Snow, yeah. yeah, a Ramsey Snow. Well, it's his house's and, yes, that's it. sigil. Uh, that's it. Right, the the, the um the the naked man holds few secrets, but the flayed man, the flayed man holds oh, none. God. Yes. It's brutal. Because I remember, you know, going on just quickly into Game of Thrones, the episode yes. The Battle of the Bastards, which is arguably the greatest episode of television ever made. Yes. Um, when he has them on the battlefield and he has them flayed, hung upside down on fire. Yes. Might be the most brutal thing I've ever seen on film. It was Indeed. unreal. And I've Indeed. seen Cannibal Therox and Holocaust. <laughs> uh, don't ever watch those people. They're not for, you. They're not for anybody's eyes, those No, films. no. But this is interesting because um, in the sense that when they adapted Game of Thrones, when Telltale did that They're as a video game, game. I like the Telltale they games. Are, they are. They are kind of... And I know that there was another Game of Thrones adaptation before Telltale. Oh, was it? Right. it was. It was on the PS3, but it was very much based on the novels of Game of Thrones. Oh, it was right. before the TV series. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, it's, right, a, bit okay. of a, it's a bit of a hidden gem. I'd have to look into the history of when that, it was released. I've read the, some of the books. Yes. Um, it's more closely modelled on the book lore than it is on the right? TV show. But the Telltale games, that was very clearly because they used a lot of the yeah. same actors and yeah, they used yeah. the locations and then they introduced this family. And I think Telltale, a lot of video games enjoy doing that. They enjoy yeah. introducing someone in the universe who's never been mentioned. That's true. But conveniently lives in the same world. Yes. And then you're left guessing going, well, is this person going to die? It's not as clear cut as They did as that, that with the Walking Dead games. Yes. You didn't play as any of the right. main character That's games right. in, yeah, in yeah. a couple of them. You know what I mean? I think you might have played as Rick in one of them. But there's another one where you play as a, as a black fella. Um... And Clementine, that girl is that one, yes. yeah, yeah. Black, sorry, that was it. Is a yes. girl, isn't it? But it is, um, it's um, I, I can't remember his name now, but I remember well, you in the, the house with the yes. sliding doors. I remember yes. that, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I love right. that. I love those games. Those characters that's are great. A, that's an interesting one because the only I know that at one point you meet uh, you meet one of the characters in the first episode from the TV series, and then at another point you meet the character Jesus in the third that's season. Right. You do, yes. But you only ever meet these characters fleetingly, and then they're they there disappear. to provide narrative. They that's are. all yes, they're there for. Yeah, they're yeah. there to forward the game, aren't they? Yeah. But I like that because then it doesn't interfere with the show, and you can do what you want. That was actually, I don't know if you're much of a Star Trek fan, but that brings me back to a, a game that I recently rediscovered. All right. Uh, Star Trek Voyager Elite Force. Never even heard of it. Uh, it's based on the Quake 3 engine. It's a phenomenal game. It's basically a first-person shooter well, it's within based on the, the Star Quake Trek. Engine. The Quake yeah. engine was great. And yeah. it's within the Star Trek Voyager universe, right. but the great thing is that you play as characters who were never mentioned in the show. Right. They just live within the universe. So you have all of the cast of Voyager in the background voice providing by... voice by wow, their character right, actors right. providing narrative support Love it. but ultimately you are playing as characters that their narrative is unclear so if they die so that's it, it. if they matter, die you can't yeah. go hang on that's out of canon yeah they made it home kind of thing but yeah. then I'll be honest Neil Druckmann doesn't care about canon and that's been proved that. yes. yeah 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 that's I read that yeah. I read an article about it was it was an article did I watch a video that might have been a critical doesn't, drink of video doesn't care about canon no. he's not interested it tends to be the case a lot of the times these days. I mean, look at, uh, you know, just off the subject, uh, Transformers series, the movies. Yes. There's no canonical uh, stability no, in that no, series no. at God, all. No. You know, 
for example, have you seen the trailer for the new movie? I have, yes. Unicron. Yes. Unicron was Earth in the last movie. Indeed. They need to make the mind up there. He was also Orson Welles, but we won't go into that. I watched that the other day with yeah. my daughter for the first time. She loves it. Yeah, she'd oh, never seen it. She loves Transformers. She likes because I've got a lot of I've got a lot of like you know the the deluxe ones. Yes. I have a lot of yes. those, and she loves them. Oh, amazing! Um, amazing. I know people are probably sitting out there thinking you're letting her play with three hundred pound toys, and I'm like, yeah, I totally am. You're like, Do you know what? It's for children. They're meant to enjoy it. They're meant to enjoy it. That's fine. That's fine. Um, but yes, uh, so from, from an adaptations point of view, um, what could we go on? Oh, yes, actually, that's what I was going to talk about. So The Last of Us has taken up quite a bit of our time. That's the last of that. But uh, that's very good, isn't it? <laughs> like um, it? PlayStation have a logo, and the PlayStation logo is Play Has No Limits. But they uh, they are, of course, wrong. Is somebody, is somebody outside the studio? Are they waving at me? Oh, excellent. You see, he's trying to, he's trying to, be, a, he's trying to be a guest in the audience there. <laughs> Should come in and I'll turn a mic on. Actually, don't, don't encourage him. He'll only be like, hello, I'm doing a walk-on. Uh, it's like a live, a live show. A live, yes. like I'm running in wrestling. That's yeah, it, yeah. yeah, running in going, I'm doing a walk-on. It's good to see you all. Bye now. You know, yeah, yeah. That, that, that totally, that totally happens. He needs happens. a theme music. He needs a theme oh, music. Oh, he totally needs case, theme yeah. music. That's be amazing. We just play like the Rocky theme as he Absolutely, walks in. Absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, unfortunately, as we haven't got the budget or the license, I don't think we can do either. Um, I reckon that would cost a few pounds, yeah. Indeed, indeed it would. Um, but we were talking about, uh, so we were talking about PlayStation have a, a logo, Play Has No Limits. And uh, indeed, <laughs> they're wrong because Play does have limits <laughs> because PlayStation is shutting down the PS Plus collection. Yeah, you mentioned um, that. And it'll happen uh, around about the time that listeners will actually hear this show. Now, for those who don't know, the PS Plus collection was a list of 20 games from the PlayStation 4 era that were included with a PlayStation Plus subscription if you owned a PS5. Now, they needed to be redeemed through to May 9th. Uh, so by the time you hear this show, the likelihood is that it will be definitely gone. Um, but players who do redeem them for, will have access to the collection for as long as you remain a PlayStation Plus member. So I think a lot of people who are PlayStation Plus members, this has been going on for about two years, pretty much started up during the pandemic as a sort of a thank you by Sony. You have plenty of time to have played these games. Absolutely. Like there's, there's, there's no excuse. What's included? No excuse. So these are the 20 games. How's this for, how's this for a slice of fried gold, right? <laughs> how's this for some really good games? Love it. Um, Mortal Kombat 10. Awesome game. Fallout 4. Great game as well. God of War 2018. Nice. Infamous Second Son. Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Wow. The really? 2016 Ratchet of Clank. The Last of Us Remastered. Uncharted 4 A Thief's End. Until Dawn. Batman Arkham Knight. Battlefield 1. Bloodborne. Crash Bandicoot Endsane Trilogy. Detroit Become Human, Days Gone, Call of Duty Black Ops 3, Monster Hunter World, Persona 5, The Last Guardian, and have I left anything out, Final Fantasy 7 15 Royal Edition. Wow, I own a good percentage of yeah, those games. There's a lot of money's games. worth of games yeah, yeah. there. That Resident Evil 7, I remember that was one of the few games I actually pay full price for. I mean, I've done that a couple of times in recent memory, and Resident Evil 7, when it hit... Um, I paid full price for, but I actually had gift card from work, so it didn't cost me anything. Um, 
and that was a sixty pound game. So to include that in that is is impressive. You know, I mean, yeah, no, that's I mean, good value. It, this is the thing. Now, as I mentioned, the lineup was introduced for PlayStation 5's launch in November twenty twenty, and it was during the pandemic. It helped to bolster a relatively soft launch lineup of games exclusive to Sony's current yeah. gen console. Now, the perk is available to all PlayStation Plus subscribers from the essential level and higher. But now that the PS5 library has grown and that Sony says it has solved the supply constraints around its current console, yeah. the company may no longer feel the need to use a bunch of older PS4 games as an incentive to buy a PS5, despite how good there they are. There should be no incentive other than it's the best console on the market. Well, this is the thing, but may I say, I have noticed that we are starting to slowly see what we probably should have seen in the middle of 2021. Yeah. We are starting to slowly see the death of the ps4 oh yeah it's, we it's are going. started to slowly sort of see that six month window i think yeah where the last games to be released on ps4 will happen oh absolutely they're gonna they're not gonna think about it their marketing budget they want they'll want the ps5 for the next six to seven years i'm guessing um and at that point they're not going to be wanting producing games because the programming costs alone for a console that's long dead they're not going to do that you know uh, i know they did pull uh, production recently on older games productions for because obviously there were certain back catalogs and things like that but in regards to the ps5 i still haven't bought one i'll be honest with you i still haven't and the reason being is i want to segue into this do you think in in your memory because you're a long-term gamer like Go me on. that there's ever been a weaker set of launch titles for a console i i don't think that there has um i want to say potentially something like the atari jaguar which is why it failed so much i yeah. want to say that the atari jaguar suffered from the fact that it had virtually nothing they couldn't get licenses on its system for it. that it, was other, the other than they, alien versus predator they couldn't get licenses that but, was the problem that said, I agree with you. I think things like the Sega Saturn also was fairly weak in terms of launch when Agreed. compared to the original See, PS1. See, the Saturn had the problem was, is yeah. the, the Saturn, you know, Sa Sega have, have, have a history of notoriously shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah. Because they released the yeah. 32X when the Saturn was already out in Japan. Indeed. So they're trying to progress, like, uh, prolong the life of the of the Mega Drive by bringing out yet another con co cartridge adapter yes. for a console that's about to be replaced by something that's as powerful as the PlayStation. Very true. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they shot them. Look at when they did that. They, they you know their sales st suffered because they delayed the launch. At this point, Sony had the PlayStation out and it killed it. And this is true, and this is why the Dreamcast, many people say, could have been a much better console. It's a wonderful much console. Better. It's I a still wonderful own one. console. I still own one. But at the same time, it could have been more universally adored than it was. I think that's the best console Sega ever did. I think it is, but I again, I just think that by that point, they, as you say, yeah. they shot themselves in it the was. foot. It was so innovative. You know, the, 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 the memory pack with the screen on. There was nobody doing things like that that you inserted into the controller. Um... I was playing just the other day. I was playing Code Veronica, which nice. I picked up the last time I was yes, with you. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I was yeah. playing it the other day, and when you plug the the UMD memory unit thing, the the, the, or the VMD or whatever it is, yes. in the in the in the thing, you get your life bar on the screen. That's right. Yes, and that's so nobody does that. Nobody, nobody ever. Did nobody that. was doing that. In fact, the nearest thing that that compares to is when PS4, when you play Red Dead Redemption Two, yeah, and you've got like a green or a red life bar. It's actually it's the Resident Evil Two remake. And on when the you're in, controller, yeah, on yes. the controller, yeah, when yeah. you're in good health, you've got green. That's right. And when does. you're in poor health, it's red. And likewise, if you're playing Red Dead Redemption Two, when the law is after you, it will start flashing that's red. That's right. It does. And that's that that's probably one of the similar things. But again. 
Dreamcasts were doing that 20 years before anyone else it's, was even thinking about and it. I got, the other worst thing is, is kids who are coming into gaming these days, which long may it continue, they have no idea what they've missed out on just from generational time. Yeah. You know, they'll, they'll see the Mega Drive Mini and they think that's the peak of Sega and it really isn't. Well, this is it. This is, this is true. Um, I mean, I would like to think that, that, you know, younger gamers coming into gaming nowadays will at least learn either through their peers or through the internet or through... Parents. Yes. My kids are getting it through me. Yeah, and I would like to think that they would learn about the what went before them. I would like to think that younger gamers pick up Retro Gamer magazine on a monthly basis because... Yeah, yeah I and I yeah. like to think that things like that, that outlets like that provide a window yeah. for younger gamers gamers I to love go, that that's still physical media yeah, for them to yeah, do that you absolutely, know what I mean? absolutely because uh, the irony is retro gaming magazine in itself is retro indeed who buys magazines anymore indeed yeah you yeah. know i think i buy two magazines a month i buy empire and i buy that i try um, where possible or bi-monthly whatever it is I, I try where possible to buy video game magazines every month i try where possible obviously there's no official playstation magazine yeah. anymore it's called play Oh, is that what uh, that is now? I saw yeah. that on the shelf. It's basically, yeah, yeah. it's the same team, just right. basically continued right. without the without the approval of PlayStation. Do you know what Asta Wish still existed? Now, this is something that I might be aging myself. Do you remember on. Mean Machine magazine? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. And then they split into Mean Machine Sega and Mean Machine's Nintendo. Why yeah. would you want that magazine back? It well, was I mean, it was amazing. Cool. I want uh, Games Master magazine. Games back. Master magazine yeah. was great. Dominic Diamond and all that. You know. Games Not Dominic Master. Diamond. Dominic. It was Dominic. Dominic Diamond, Diamond was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dominic Diamond. Will I give you? Will I give you a true fact? Come on. Then. Will I give you a totally true fact? Absolutely, I love stuff. Like um, I um, so I once worked for a radio station that used to be based in Edinburgh called right. Talk One Hundred Seven. Right. And I did some, I did a, a different couple of duties, but one of the duties I did was production duties on the Drive Time Show. Right, okay. And the Drive Time Show was presented by a lady named Marissa D'Andrade. Nice name. And like uh, she was South African, lovely lady. And her co-host was Dominic Diamond. No way. So you've obviously met him. I have met Diamond. What's he like? Um, he is he is quite an interesting chap, and it's funny because I was always told at the time, because I w I was a lot younger, and I made a bit of a faux pas of saying that I was such a big video game fan and that this man was a god, and I was politely instructed that when in Dominic's company to refrain from talking about video games, more from the fact that it had nothing to do with the content he was producing at that time. Okay. Um. Not but, that he was ashamed of no, what had come before no, no. or anything. No. Um, I wasn't informed that by him. Right. I want to say I was informed that by other people at the station because right. maybe they felt that from my from my little childish squeal or something <laughs> that I had perhaps given my unprofessionality. Yeah. So I I kind of res I do respect what they said. Um, it makes sense. But, to a but degree, yeah. I have to say no. He was he was lovely to speak to. He's a man he I've very, always wanted. To have he a was a very with. nice man. Um, I will say though that at the same time I've seen many interviews over the years where he says himself that. He was, you know, potentially drunk when presenting episodes of Game I could Master. That. that he, you know, that they they basically were just lads having a bit of fun. He and came off the nineties like and, and well, it sure. was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. When and you had it was a Dave, different age. Yeah. What was that Dave called? Dave, the one who spat his dummy about, about uh, Mario sixty four. 
Was it? There was there was a big controversy on Games Master, wasn't there? And it was either about Super Mario sixty four or it was about. No, I think you're right. It was the speed so run, and he'd never right. played it, and he'd never played it because they brought in an American that's version right. before Christmas. Yeah, and he walked off, or he. he Spite like, his dummy live yes, on it. Yes. Uh, yeah. I've seen that. He was. Yeah, a, yeah. I'm sure he was like a contributing editor. That's on right. You're right. Machines. Yeah, he was quite. He was quite high up. Do you know the thing is? I'm saying he spat his dummy. That's not fair. They made a fool of him. To be fair, they did. They made a fool of him, uh, and he was right to be annoyed. I've seen it since, and it's funny, and it's. I'm sure he looks back at it with yes. with humour. Uh, Dave Perry. That's him, Dave Perry. Dave I'm Perry, sure he was yes. an editor on or one of the contributing yeah, writers I, I on Meme Machine. Right. I'm sure I he think you're right. I think you're right. So it was Super Mario sixty four for Game Master, which was Master. a notoriously hard game anyway. Yes. And he and you can see there, you can see from how he's standing with his arms folded. Oh, he's very, very annoyed. You can see that he's very clearly annoyed. Oh, yeah. Um but I mean you get caught in the heat of the moment. Um thing is that was never a game you picked up and played. You had to get good at that game. You did, you did. Now, just to just for the listeners who are maybe not aware, uh this was an incident. Eurogamer have a great article on the twentieth anniversary of this incident back from twenty sixteen. But this was something that happened uh during the filming of the nineteen ninety six Games Master Christmas special. So co-commentators Dave Perry and Kirk Ewing were tasked with competing on the cool, cool mountain course of Mario 64. Ewing lasted 26 seconds. Perry lost control and slid off after the first bend, and he was not a happy bunny. Now, during the post-match analysis, a seeding Perry declared that he'd been set up. A brief but bitter exchange with presenter Dominic Diamond followed. The final shot of the episode is of Ewing and Diamond waving next to some mermaids while Perry stands off to one side, arms folded and legs crossed. He would never appear on Games Master again. Wow. I didn't um, know that. So, so there you go. And it was referred to for many, many years as Games Master's most infamous incident. I believe there was a quote from the Guardian newspaper from right. Diamond around 2016, where he said he'd attempted to reach out and apologize to Perry that it was just mindless and they were all children at the time. Yeah, and yeah. that obviously time had given them, you know, reflection as yeah. it often does. But I, I don't know that there's ever been a reconciliation That's sad over yeah, something yeah. so trivial, trivial, pointless yeah. in many respects. The thing is, nowadays, things like that would never have made it to air because it's not like the show went out live. You know well, that's I mean? the thing. They would No, exactly, exactly. But, they would have done a real a, a But again, you're talking about a time where, and, and to be fair, when they brought Games Master back for those three programs last great. year, it was great. I really enjoyed it. I'd like to see them do more of that. Oh, absolutely. I, I totally felt agree. that that was a really good format and I had no problem Who with Who was that. the Games Master again? Uh, for the new one, yeah. Oh, he was very. He was. He was Scottish as well, wasn't he? I can't remember. Um, yes, it was a. Um... Was it not Trevor McDonald? No, oh, sorry. The games master himself yeah. was Trevor McDonald. Trevor McDonald. I thought it? you meant the host. Oh no no. Oh, was it not? It wasn't Dominic Diamond, was it? No. No no no. That's right. It wasn't. Um, I'd I'd have to uh, I'd have to look into this because Games Master so Games Master two thousand and twenty one, uh, it was hosted by Robert Florence, Frankie Ward, and Ty Logan, right. and the Games Master was Sir Trevor McDonald, which is wonderful. Um, now I'm wondering, and I'm I'm kind of curious as to whether there's any kind of information while I'm looking this up. I wonder why live. Dominic Diamond didn't come back for that. Uh, apparently. 
there is going to be a ninth series in 2023, but whether that's somebody just being a bit sort of over-speculative... Is that on Wikipedia? On Wikipedia. You can update that yourself. You can, yeah. yeah. Um, But ultimately, it was only November and December that three episodes were done from Series 8. Right. And that was the first episode since 1997-98. Wow, it had been that long. So it had been been quite a while. um, I used to live for Games Master when I was a kid. Yes. It was how I first saw Mortal Kombat 2. Because they, they launched on there. They, they did the launch trailer on there. Because obviously, you know, kids these days will never understand. We didn't have the internet. We didn't have smartphones. We didn't. No way we didn't have the internet. Anything. You went to the shop. You got your magazine. And, and you, you found your out. Game show. And you know what? You found out about you found out about your news and reviews through your games magazine. That was how it was done. Games were out, generally, before you had... I think to a large extent, yeah, uh, yeah, I think the review definitely told you, right, you should buy this game. Mm -hmm. But if you were buying the game before seeing the magazine, you were taking a chance on the game. I mean, there was games, I mean... uh, And a lot of people just didn't have the money. Well, this was it. I remember a friend of mine, he bought uh, Ultraman for the Super Nintendo. Oh, dear. Uh, Exactly. (laughs) And we bought that site unseen. uh, And we took that home, that game. And I remember we took that home and I think it went back the next day. It was that horrendous. It was. I actually distinctively remember I bought Sentinel Returns for the PS1 right. and I couldn't understand or control it and I returned it and I got Crash Bandicoot 3 Warped. Good score. Yeah, yeah. Much Which better, was a much, much better game. Much yeah. better game. But, um, of course, I got a. Um, I famously got the X Files for the PlayStation 1 for Christmas. There was an X Files game. There was an X Files game for the PS1. It was, a, it was a full motion video game. Wow, right. Where you controlled an agent called, again, like we were talking about earlier, right. an agent from the Seattle field office called Craig Wilmore. So it didn't include and you all just, those It did, but in a narrative background. Right. So you happened to interact so were with. They... They were in the game. Right, David right. Duchovny and Gillian Anderson wow. were there. Mitch Pileggi was there. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, if you've never seen this, you I'll should totally. I, I will. That. I will send you a couple of videos. Please, you should yeah, totally yeah. like. You should. What you should watch is like a playthrough of the entire game because right. it's only a couple of hours. But somebody will play through and they'll right. show you sort of the the walk. I watched that. There I wasn't a lot. That, yeah. There wasn't a lot of deviation, but it was a good game. It was a point and click thing. Love it. The point was, I got it for Christmas in '99. It was actually released around July or August. Right. But here's the thing: I wouldn't have had the money or the know-how. So I would have been there, you know, at a young age, waiting patiently for my Absolutely. game. Absolutely, yeah. You never knew what was coming. You didn't. Until you no. got the magazine, and then every now and again, you'd get this big world exclusive. And even if you were an adult at the time in the 90s with your own income and your own money and the choice to do that, yeah. you still had to wait for the magazines. Absolutely. You still didn't have a guarantee. See, of, I was yeah. lucky when I was growing up. I have an uncle who's only seven years older than me. Oh, that's all so right. A Padwan, really, you know. You were his Padwan. I pad was Padwan, exactly, yes, yeah. Yes. And he was big into the Amiga 500 and the Amiga 600. Oh, um, and he a, had his own income to be able to yes, buy that stuff yes. while I was still a kid, you know. So I used to be able to go to his house and play all the new games that a lot of my friends didn't have access to. Um, and then inevitably I would inherit them. What's that? What's that film? What's that film that uh, was out recently that I was seeing? And it was like, this one kid has Nintendo in the neighborhood and he invites only select friends to play it with him. Not heard of this. And he's like the most popular kid in school and they all, it's like the 80s. I was going to say, it must go, be set in the 80s. They all yeah. go around to his yard and there's like, you know, a 30 or 40 of them there cheering his name. And he comes <laughs> out and only picks four or five friends right. to play with him. Oh my God. Uh. Um, do you know what it is? It's a film that stars... Neil Patrick Harris. I love him. And he's talking about how he got a Nintendo console. 
It's right. a it's a TV movie. It's like a Christmas movie right. where he's telling his daughter the story of how he got his first right. NES console. Right. I love NPH. Um, I I must. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna. I was gonna say we can Google that, that here. Yes, yes. I love Neil Patrick um, Harris. I think he's an absolute. He's just a he's just a wonderful wonderful human being. And I saw this. It's called Eight Bit Christmas. Oh, it's from I've seen that advertised. Yeah, isn't yeah. that on? I think it's on Netflix. I think it's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's from like 1980 Chicago. A ten-year-old sets out on a quest to get a Christmas gift of his generation: the latest and greatest video game, the Nintendo Entertainment System. I had. Do you know what? If I'd known that was set in the 80s, I would have watched that. I didn't realize that's what that it's, was. It's definitely. It's well worth. It's well worth watching. And I have to say, it's like it is a bit of a corny Christmas movie, but it's lovely to see them wrapping around a video. <laughs> Okay. And it's another form of adaptation, but it's lovely because at one point his character as a young boy goes to the mall, goes to right, Sears. The mall. Yeah. He goes to the mall <laughs> and he goes to Sears and he walks into the video game department. Wonderful. And the video game department is like four aisles long. And they have all of these retro displays. Back and you're then like, that would have been And you know what? You're like somebody on this film. Their entire life was building to it's the moment of, of love, set designing this yeah. scene. It's a letter this of love. This one scene that only a handful of people in the world will truly appreciate. Oh, see, I used to have that nostalgia it's with this video one stores. nerd, this one costume designer. It sounds like something we would do. To be honest, it does. I would do that. I would, I would absolutely. Do, that, yeah, do you know what? Yeah. It's like I have that nostalgia for video stores. You know, the old I totally, stuff. I have that nostalgia for Blockbuster. I want Blockbuster back tomorrow. I remember, I, do you know what? Blockbuster to me was big, but I, there was always the local neighborhood video store was the thing I liked. Yeah. You know, where it was perhaps a convenience store, but then it had the VHS section in the back. You talk about, you talk about 10 years. That's gone 10 years in the UK this year. You know that Blockbuster. Blockbuster. That's 10 years gone. That's oh 20, my God. That's 2013. Very distinctive memories of, in fact, it could have been even as late as 2012, but very distinctive memories of 2012, 2013, going to Blockbuster for the last time. That wow. was a, that was a decade ago, and then they started doing the sales where they were reducing everything. Yeah, and yeah, clearing stuff out. I got one of the Batman Arkham yeah. games on for for pennies. Yeah, from there because it was it was literally it was brand new. Henry, who uh, who did the show last week, uh, who you've just seen outside, yeah. you know, making faces through the glass, uh, professional. Uh, no, he um, he went to Blockbuster. I was there with him, right. and at the time he had the PS4, right. and he was like, "I'm looking for the Move controllers, which are now worth a fortune." What are they again? Um, they're like the uh, the sensor bars with the bulb thing yeah, on with the, the top. Bulb yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he Never says, "I'm those. looking, I'm looking for the Move controllers," and they said, "We have about four of them in the background, and we can give you them for like a pound each." And he was like, yeah, I'll have them. And I remember we went in that night. It was me, Henry and Wayne. And we went in to Blockbuster and he was. we were like clearing stuff off the shelf. Are they worth a lot of money now? Um, to a certain extent, to the right market. It's it's, wow. like, the, it's like the rock band or Guitar Hero controllers. They've yeah. only appreciated in value to a certain extent. I've got three extent. of those. I've got Do three you, of those oh, guitars. There you go. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Rock band or guitar hero? Ooh, guitar hero. Guitar, yeah, hero. guitar hero. Not as much as rock band, but even still rock. worth worth. I mean, it's great oh, fun. Though, I wanted the it? Beatles set, you know, the rock band Beatles oh, set. Yeah, I always yeah. wanted that because I mean, a controller that looks like uh, Paul McCartney's uh, violin bass. Yes. What more could you possibly want? You know what I mean? Or George Harrison's guitar? Or Lennon's I just, guitar. I, I think of you know, I think of that particular game of Guitar Hero, and I just think of like. Fog hat, slow ride, followed by poisons talk they're dirty to me. Ah, and you're playing your it. first gig at a house party in someone's back garden and you're slow ride down. Do you know I just remember the South Park episode? Take it easy. Oh yeah. Can you can you do this? 
And it's oh like, my oh my God, that's, that's so John good. the Fisherman. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But no, no. Um, my favorite song on Guitar Hero of all time was uh, Pull Me Under by Dream Theater. Oh, nice. Epic. You unlocked nice. it for finishing yeah. one of the games. It was the over credits song, you know. I think it was the one where you're on the flying uh, Viking longship. My, my favorite song on Guitar Hero, which may surprise you, is uh, Story of My Life by Social Distortion. Really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. High school, seem like such a blur. Punk there. And you know what? It was just it was what it was just anything like that with that long overdrawn da, It da, gives da, you the adrenaline, doesn't it? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that. I love that. But um, no, no, um, I have Guitar Hero. Yes. Well there you go. I have three guitars. You would you like one? You can have it. I absolutely would. Yeah. Thank you so I'll much. I'll sort them out for you. I've got do a metallic you know what? I one. Do, I, do you know what? I will gladly take it. I will accept it. I will put it on my wall. I will bring it to gigs with me. Whether <laughs> I will use to play Guitar Hero with is beyond the I've point. I've never used them in years. I've used them in years amazing because we were gonna we were gonna set up rock band like new enterprise studios was saying to me they were gonna have a rock band night i'd be all for that there is somebody i know who potentially right do you and i know it sounds really crazy do you want to go to someone's birthday party i absolutely there's a guy i know who's having a birthday party later this year i'll be right and and we're all nearly are you inviting me as you did yeah 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 i am (laughs) yes you're fine you'll brush up fine bit of lipstick you'll be cool i'll tell you right right we're we exactly (laughs) pair of heels they'll suit you exactly um maybe a wig Uh, but But we uh, so we're all we're all nearly forty. This guy is renting out an actual music venue. I won't reveal the name. An actual music venue to play rock band on the stage all night. Absolutely, I'm That's there. That's like I'm the coolest there. thing I'm ever. If yeah, I'm welcome yeah. to come, I am yeah, there. Yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah. amazing. And oh. I was like, Do you know what? I was like, the idea of getting together to play rock band on an actual music stage. That sounds everything. amazing. I've yeah. never I've never performed on stage with a, with an instrument in my life, and I play a guitar. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'd love to. Yeah. Mr. Absolutely. Marsh, uh, Mr. Marsh, that's gay. I can actually play these songs on a real guitar, boys. Yeah. Once I rose up from the land of confusion, <laughs> that's gay, Mr. Marsh. We 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 want to hear Stan and Kyle play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's just it's the bit where in that episode, just to go back to that, is when they're in the. It's the called food uh, it's called Guitar Queero, listeners. Yeah, just for the, those of you. It's at the who, end, yeah. isn't it? You yeah. are, and I'm not going to say the word online, uh, on 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 radio. But it's when they go oh, to the. Oh, naggers, naggers. That's when they get mean. when they get no. Oh, no, not that word. <laughs> sounds like sounds like flags. Uh, I get you. Yeah, I get you, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, I'm not yeah. saying that on here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's when they go to the food court and one of the kids like puts his foot up on the chair and he's like, "Can you do this?" And he's like, "And people are in the back are going, yeah, and burning lighters and stuff, throwing up the devil horns and he's like, as if they get the song and it's just him pressing buttons. Yeah. And I just think that's one of the most genius comedy. Oh man, films. I I love this. It's John the Fisherman. Yeah. And they're all clapping along and lighters and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah, just it's yeah, so ridiculous. Uh, but yeah. the thing is, it shows you at the time how much of a phenomenon that game was. Oh, it was. It, it was absolute, really was. absolute was every, phenomenon. Everybody it had it. Yes. Every. I didn't know one person who had a console didn't have one oh, of Oh, this was the thing. And everyone got together and everyone was like partying. And I feel like, I feel like almost every episode of this podcast in some way, we've deviated back to talking about Rock Band and Guitar Hero. And I know that we've had these conversations. We before. have, haven't we? We yeah, have. Yeah. And I've had these conversations with Henry when you've not even been on the show. <laughs> yeah. So this feels like, this feels almost like it's, duality it or something. It really is. It's like, you know, it's... I'm like Corey Taylor. I push my fingers into my uh yeah sorry yeah. let's get into that was that them. was on that uh, that was on guitar hero i think it might have yes. been yeah i think it might be it was it was either guitar hero or rock band but i definitely remember definitely i remember playing yes. that i yeah, had yeah, rock yeah, band yeah. but i never had the kit 
I never ah. had the four. I had the, I had a guitar. I think actually I had the John Lennon Gretsch. Well, I've I've shouted out to him before, but a major shout out to Liam Ellis, who is uh who is not a fan of this show and probably doesn't even know of its existence. But Liam is a great guy, and I've known him for a number of years. And Liam is a big rock band player, right? And actually, to such an extent that he has all of the kit. Wow. So no, uh, no valuable stuff. That. Yeah, Made yeah, really valuable. I no mean, spoilers it... for who's holding the birthday party. Uh, but uh, yeah, 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 as long yeah, as yeah. I'm welcome, I will be there. <laughs> I hope he doesn't mind because I be, can't wait. You'll be stalking him on like Twitter or Facebook. I'm going to add him on Twitter friend as friend soon as I get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, as long as I'm welcome, I would love to be there. Ah, uh, it's 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 just it's one of those occasions. I don't even know if I'm welcome yet. I'll have to find out. I'm sure I am. I'm sure he <laughs> likes me enough. But just, I'll make it my business to be welcome. Indeed. You know, yeah, well, yeah. By that definition, I'll be I'll be welcome by association. Oh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There you go. Which would make a difference from guilt by association. Well, it is. That's I'm usually a few guilty times. by association. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, but you see, but this is this is it. So um, ten years since we lost Blockbuster. That's insane. Um, which is which is insane. Where does time go? Well, Toys R Us as well. That must be coming up on a good. Period um, of time. I believe I I'd heard that that was meant to come back or something. I'd heard that they were meant online to bring... business is right, what I heard. Right. Um, okay. But then again, Smiths has managed to survive. Well, I mean, so it's, why not it's definitely them? it's definitely not coming back in the UK because it's of in course Canada. Oh, well, it is in Canada, but I was going to say the physical store where it was in Gateshead. Uh, they've demolished. Oh, have they not oh, yeah, yeah. They've they... physically demolished that story. Right, yeah, yeah. right. I knew they were going to. So I it's knew definitely not coming back there. But uh, I was going to say though, there was there was something I'd seen recently. Speaking of Blockbuster, somebody had posted something very recently online of a photograph that was taken somewhere in Newcastle where there's a building that they have not rented yet that still has the Blockbuster stickers up. Right. And that nobody has ever rented this building in 10 years. It's just been an empty unit. And I don't in know whether... No, no. I don't know whether it's in Jarrow or Hebben or something. Right. But it's basically somewhere in the northeast of England. There is a, not a preserved, but there is a blockbuster fronting on a store, and it still has a little bin for returning your video rentals. Oh, the, the so, window at the front. So yeah, God yeah. knows what people are pushing in that bin. I can oh. only hope that's been nailed closed. Wouldn't you like to th hope that there's some tapes in there? You'd that love to hope, wouldn't you? DVDs or something. Let me you know let me I mean? tell you a brief story that has nothing to do with video gaming. So I used to work in a video game store, right? Uh, like a video rental store, and it was called Sharkbusters. It was in Ireland. Right. They basically ripped off Blockbusters Nothing because the logo and the scheme and the colours were all the hey, same as Blockbusters. Takeaways do it all the time. Yeah, but it was called Sharkbusters. Anyway, Sharkbusters competed with another Irish video chain called Extravision. Right. Extravision were far bigger, but Sharkbusters, as I say, were there. Now, Sharkbusters also did gaming. This was like the PS2, the original Xbox wow, days. Right, okay. So I can remember that we had a fairly good game collection that we yeah, would yeah. rent out but the interesting part of this story was working in a video game store there there was me you know trying to i mean i don't know that i was quentin tarantino but there was me <laughs> thinking that i was tarantino it's boring the arse off of people talking about videos there i only wanted to rent this film not discuss its synopsis with you for four hours so yeah i'd have been happy to do that. yeah yeah anyway um they were doing some renovations on the store. Right. And one day they came in and went, look, we have a fault with the electrics. We can't actually play, you know, the videos that show yeah, like the previews yeah. and all that. We need to fix the electrics. Now, in order to do that, we're going to do a little bit of work. We're going to take down that panel from that wall and see where that wire goes. And they did it. And when they took down the panel, I kid you not, 
there was 15 VHS tapes with original Chartbuster stickers from the oh, late 80s. Wow. And I near... Uh, do you know what, right? Just because I put them all on the system. I put them all back on the system. I re-entered every one of them for oh, rent. I'd have kept them. We had no boxes. We had... Well, I mean, for insurance reasons, in theory, that was theft. So I couldn't, oh, sadly. Yeah, of course, yeah. But... Yeah. We had, right, we had one film I remember in particular, Beverly Hills Bratz. And Beverly Hills Bratz has a cameo from Wookie, from Whoopi Goldberg, not Wookie. That was Star Goldberg, Wars yeah. was the other week. That's it, cousin. Yeah. Whoopi Goldberg was paid like an obscene amount of money right? to have like a three second cameo in this wow, film. Wow, right, okay. And it was, but it was obscure 80s movies like that. And we had a VHS player in the store wow. that we never used. So we hooked it up to the TV and we play all these random VHS movies. Oh, that's fantastic. Because we started playing our own films. We started right. like bringing in our own films oh, to play great. on shift. And the manager got really upset with us and was like, you have to only play films that customers can rent. And I was like, you know what? It's your business. It makes sense. I won't fight the man. We didn't have TikTok then. It was a different time. Kids. <laughs> so I won't fight the man and make videos of this. I'll just play what he wants. But when I found those VHSs, I entered them on the system so we could play them Damn so right. he'd come in and go what the hell is Mac and Me on for Mac and Me man. and I was like Mac and Me is on because a customer can rent it if they ask for the secret VHS menu yeah and so customers would have to come up and be like I'd like to rent from the VHS menu the secret menu and we'd be like certainly what film would you want what do you have Ah, like ah that. you see. See, this so, is clerks. This yeah, is clerks. This man. is all. This is me trying to rip off as many '90s films as Nothing I can wrong within with my own life. Nothing yeah, wrong yeah. with that, clerks. I would love to have worked with uh, the guys in clerks. So, if John Cusack ever turns out to listen to the show by some miracle, and he's like, "Hang on, I I based it off that kid's life." Yes, John. Yes, you did. Like, John put, down, put down that ghetto blaster. Oh, hey. I love John Cusack. I, I, love, love. That. I, I love that in South Park where um, Stan wants to know how to, very early episode, Stan goes to Chef and says, how do I attract Wendy? And Chef says, you need to stand under her window and play Peter Gabriel. Yeah. And he decides to play Shock the Monkey. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no that's not what I meant <laughs> you've got oh, to shack the monkey do you remember what advice he gives him later I know it's not suitable for air oh I do indeed I do yes, indeed yes it's yeah, not yeah. suitable for air I mean there might be children listening to the well, show this show and I don't want to mark say I don't want to mark another episode as explicit we already no. had that problem last month did you really oh we did yeah yeah Whenever Henry is in here, he's he's quite fond of the F word. And oh. I like I like to give freedom of expression, but of course I get in trouble with Spotify or other podcast providers if I don't mark that the episode is explicit. Is that right? Because if someone makes a complaint, they could take the entire thing down. Makes so sense. for safety, we mark it explicit. Many people don't care. Many people would don't. It's part of you know, modern yeah, language. It's isn't part it? of it. That's it. Really it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't swear when I'm on here, but when I'm off here, I swear like a trooper. I it comes from it, it comes from the word fricken, the German, which means to strike. So that'll give you an idea. Ah, that's the truth. Is that right? During the war, during no no during, during time, the war, during the war. <laughs> if you say during the war one more time, I wasn't going to say during the war. During that's the fine then. During the nineteen thirty nine, the nineteen forty five conflict with the Germans. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, it comes from the German fricken, which means to strike. And there know. was there was planes in Germany called Fokkers. Yeah, yeah, Fokkers. And yeah, that's yeah. where the phrase came from. Is that right? That's where the word developed from. I never knew and, that. And astute, keen listeners will know what words to which we 
for a fun. Oh, God, yeah, they're not yes. stupid. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, definitely yeah. Not. No, no, there's nobody sitting yes. there going, I wonder what they mean. What you know? word do they mean? <laughs> Mom, what word is he talking about? Don't be listening to that podcast. That's filth. Come, you listen come away from that wireless child. <laughs> the wireless? Oh, yeah, my yeah. God. Come away from that gramophone. <laughs> we're, I, we're aging ourselves here now. People are going to be sitting on the other end of this going, what in the hell are they come talking about? Come away from that wireless. Um, most people are probably sitting on the tube in London listening to this show wirelessly. on their phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wirelessly. Yes. There you go. The wireless. The irony is the wireless has come back. It's just in a different form. Indeed it is. Um, so uh, this is this is interesting because there was a story from Tyne and Weir on BBC News about Sunderland and gaming. This right. is something I definitely want to make sure to mention before we finish the show. We do have at least two more stories, but this one is very important. So... The 19th of April, BBC News ran a story to say that a scheme to convert listed buildings into accommodation for elite sports teams has been approved. British Esports wants to turn three Grade 2 listed properties in West Sunnyside, Sunderland, into separate dwelling houses, and each will provide a place to stay for 25 people, as well as wow. gaming rooms. The organisation is already turning a former car showroom. I was just by that car showroom this morning, there are still cars there for sale. He still looks as if he's open. You might want to check that. But are turning a former car showroom into the National Esports Performance Campus near the Stadium of Lights. Competitive online gaming, where teams pit their skills against rivals, has tournaments with prizes of millions of pounds and wow. attracts huge audiences across the globe. So... As well as hosting competitions, the NEPC Centre in Sunderland is aiming to attract and nurture new talent with classrooms where students can study for a BTEC in eSports. This is what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. now I, I want to say, right, <clears throat> now Sunderland is potentially, Sunderland is going to become a leading force for eSports in the whole of England. Absolutely. How would you feel, Steve? Let me let me just lay it on you here, Steve. How would you feel about your own children growing up to pursue a university course in esports? I have no problem with that. No problem at all. At the end of the day, there's a lot of I don't want to use the word worthless because every degree has to be earned. But it certainly does. Unfortunately, well, this is it. But unfortunately, when it comes to the actual employment market, you've got to adapt. You know what I mean? And this is the thing. Absolutely insane. It's crazy. It's insane. To Can think imagine of you the... and I going to our parents? Can you imagine you and I going to our parents? Uh, I'd like to uh, study esports. You'd like to do what? Yeah. I'd like to go to university to study video gaming. In what context? Well, you know, to earn money playing video games for a living. So Go out and cut that grass, or I swear, it. yeah, yeah. You'd yeah. get a you'd get a backhand. Well, not a backhand. My parents didn't hit me, but you'd get the metaphorical backhander. But you know what I mean. Yes. Um, when we were children, well, especially when I was a kid, games were toys. They were aimed at children. This they, is you it. You know what I mean. This they were toys. And the thing they never the game. I think the gaming industry never saw this coming. But what they didn't realise was is they were aiming. They were basically creating addicts, in a sense, in the sense that those games are so nostalgic and so you know wonderfully made and. They, they provide so many countless hours of entertainment 
the adults become the children become adults and don't forget them. I tell you, it's absolutely fascinating, and to think that this is happening literally a stone's throw from the building in it's which wonderful. we're recording this episode the is incredible. I mean, I want to be there when they break ground on this. Absolutely. Like, I want to see this happen because it's historical. It, it, really it is. is. It's it really unbelievable is. to think of people coming from all across the world. Now, I know that they come from all across the world to study at the Sunderland University. Absolutely, it's one of the best and in the country. It is yeah. absolutely, and I'm not dogging that in any way but it, it just blows my mind to think of the first place where you can study a b-tech in esports at a dedicated college being in Sunderland more from the point of view of just thinking about what it will mean for the future absolutely um, if I have two daughters um, yeah. 11 and 7 and if one or both of them said that's what they wanted to do with their lives they can make to put it into perspective, now, there's nothing wrong with manual labour. There's nothing indeed, wrong with, indeed. you know, nine to five grind, shop work, whatever. There's nothing, you know, if they can make a lifestyle for themselves that allows them the freedom to do what they want, when they want, um, then, and they can do it by doing something they've enjoyed since they were children, then, as the old saying goes, if you don't, if you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life. You know, and this yeah. is the thing. So yeah. why not do that? Um, you can make serious money. Joe Rogan, shout out to Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, they, Joe Rogan has I'm a term. Giving shout outs to other people. No, no, Joe's cool. <laughs> no, no, Joe's cool. Um, Joe's cool. Go on. Joe yeah. Rogan has a term which I'll have to censor here, but he has a term. When you make a certain amount of money, it becomes what's known as fu money. Oh yeah, um, I've heard that term. Danger, danger. Do a great song based on that topic. That's, yes, yes, yes yeah, yeah, they yeah. do. That's um, but in terms of that, fu money. Now you don't necessarily have to have hundreds or tens of millions or whatever. You could be, you know, a millionaire or somebody with a good wedge of money with no mortgage, which means you have nothing to lose. You have, you know, no car payments. You have your food in your fridge. You have, you know, if you can earn that from doing a job that you love, where you get to play games for a living, and then pass that on to your children and they pass it on again. That becomes a whole industry of a different type. You know what I mean? It's yes. The gaming industry is already worth, what, countless billions. I wouldn't even like to know yeah, how much yeah. it's worth. You know what I mean? Why not expand the industry and expand No, it? absolutely. And I'm not, I'm not against that at all. And I suppose I don't want listeners to think that I have a hesitation over this. I'm just gobsmacked that this is happening. I can't it believe it. If it existed it feels, 25 yeah. years ago, I'd have done it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely would have done it. Would have, in a but just, could you imagine us all coming in with our floppy disks to like play Monkey Island on the not Amiga a, and all this? Got kind of... me Amiga 600 tucked under me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Playing Zool. What uh, are you playing today? <laughs> well, we're going to have a lesson on the history of the Atari Lynx. You know, yeah. Come around, children, and learn about the games that went before. Yeah. I would love to see the curriculum of this particular B-Tech. You'll be able to download I, it. Yeah, You'll be able to download I'd be very that. fascinated yeah. because I'd love to see the curriculum of the idea of how this would, would fund. Do you know one thing that go. needs to be in it? What needs to history. be? History. Oh, yeah, yeah. History, history and appreciation history. of retro video so games. So I know, because at the end yes. of the day, as, at, the, at the risk of quoting a two-pound coin, they're standing on the shoulders of giants. So what came before them? You know what I mean? It's uh, written down the edge of a two-pound coin. That, and you um, didn't do anything to achieve this knowledge. You just took it. Yeah. And, and knowledge, life, life will you, find a way. You've printed and, and patented it. And stick it on a lunchbox. Yeah, that's yeah, true. There yeah, you yeah. go. Bit of, bit of Ian Markham there, ladies yes, and gentlemen. Yes. Um, but no, I think the big, I think the, the first semester if you will 
should be gaming history? I think to a certain extent, yes, because I think the aim is always to leave heritage in a better place than you find Absolutely. it. Absolutely. It's 100% to leave it in a better place than you find it. And that has to be that how can we appreciate where we're going if we don't know where we came from? Exactly. And um, we should definitely, it's not to say that you should, I want you to write me a thousand word thesis on why the Atari Amiga is the greatest console ever. That's That's pointless. Well, in certain circles, you know, talk to me about why Monkey Island 2 LeChuck's Revenge is essential viewing discuss. Like, <laughs> that's a, do not do that. No. It's more about it's more about appreciating the think, level of sacrifice uh, and the I don't level think individual of individual gaming yeah. needs to th Do you know what one part of the course I would cover as well is the eighties crash? You know, when ET yes. and that came off the yes. Atari, I would discuss that because they need to know how fickle the industry can be. Oh, yeah, yeah, this uh, is it. Easy come, easy go. And it really was, because if you think about it, the Famicom launched in Japan, which then became the NES in the US and Europe and things like that. Um, and then all of a sudden, the Atari, the 2600 was hit you know big. What, right? Do you know what? This is just, this just reminds me, right? This reminds me of the rock band Queen, right? This is a really, this is a really roundabout one, but bear with me. It okay. reminds me yeah. of the rock band Queen. Because for those of you who aren't aware, the rock band Queen, they're some of the most educated people in the world. They really are. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. they were electronic students. They were dentistry. They were astronomy. They were creative art and design. They decided to form a band, but they needed to have a career to fall back on. Can you decide, like, you're a musician today and you go, Dad, I want to be a musician. That's great, son. Follow your dreams, but have a career to fall back on. That's okay. I'm going to university to study B-Tech and games management. Yeah in esports they're gonna go you, you that's what i'm falling back on yeah, that's it's, your fallback yeah yeah, yeah 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 that was that would be the that's the it should be the thing you fall back from then again you know you talk about superstars with uh secondary careers uh and a slight segue here it's in wrestling Britt baker very true she's very a true. she's a dentist and she yes. works as a dentist yes um even when she's not wrestling dds yeah, yeah. <laughs> well this is it, isn't it you know what i mean she comes out and does the the whole the whole thing before her entrance that's it that's um, it um but yeah yeah um my little girl loves Britt baker by the way ah uh, you see but this is this is it i mean that the idea is that that people themselves they're not just what you see them as they're very well, intelligent everybody and yeah, you yeah. know i mean the likes of i mean who was it there's a the big boss man in wrestling as well. He Indeed. was he legitimately was yes. a prison guard before yes. he was a wrestler. Very intelligent man, I believe. Uh, yes. Apparently so. Uh, yeah, died yeah. very young, sadly. You know, um, unfortunately so. Yes, but no, it is a good idea. Getting obviously, I'm segueing a bit there, but in terms of um, having a backup, imagine telling your parents your backup was you were going to play video games. It's unbelievable. So you're going to be it? a bum, is what my parents would say. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you're going to be unemployed. <laughs> that was what my they father said. I'd said never achieve anything, and look here I am driving the school bus. Exactly, yeah, exactly. A bum. No, a bum. he said you were a sponge. sponge. A sponge. <laughs> Can a sponge do this? Oh wait a minute! No, uh, these aren't my underpants. Uh, they're someone else's. Sorry. <laughs> Auto. That cuts it. Until you get your own underpants, you are suspended from your job without pay. Hey landlord, somebody put up an eviction notice. Chad locked the door. What about my stuff? All I found in there was some mad magazines and mustard. Whoa, I had mustard? No, anyway. Uh, Otto, Otto. Otto. Whatever happened to Otto? He sort of took a backseat on the is idea. Is he even in The Simpsons I don't anymore? think he is, actually. I'm going to have to look into that. Right. One more story before we go anywhere, because, um, of course, I'm aware that the listeners' patience is wearing thin. No, I'm joking. They love us. But one more story. So... 
Fancy a game of FIFA, a question oh. that's been asked for over 30 years. It was in 1993 that the international, FIFA International Soccer, was the first game in franchise history. I don't know if you've ever played it. I did, but very briefly. I had a more... 93? 93, FIFA wow. International Soccer. The point I'm mentioning, though, is that later this year, that question will have to be rephrased. As Electronic Arts, the developer behind one of the most successful franchises in gaming history, moves to a new football game, EA Sports FC. FIFA is gone. Now, although no gameplay will be available to see until July, the work of trying to encourage FIFA's estimated 150 million players to switch has naturally already started. So, I thought it would be a good idea, rather than to talk, because there'll be plenty of time to talk about what will happen, what is coming. What's your, what's your earliest memories of FIFA? And are there any that stand out in particular? I remember the one from, was it FIFA 96? I think it might have been. The one with David Ginola on the cover. Yes. When in Newcastle shirt, obviously all debadged because sponsorship. I'm going to say that that was FIFA 97. That 97 or, but was specifically, it? it depends on your memory because I believe it was. Yeah. Because this was the first and probably only FIFA with indoor soccer. That's right, it had uh, the, That was FIFA did. 97, and that was a big, big highlight for it me. It was, yeah, yes, I remember that. That was the thing. It was the cover that always stood out for me, because obviously Newcastle players at the time on the front of anything like that, it was it just wasn't a thing. Um, and obviously I'm a big, big, big Newcastle fan my whole life. Um, but no, that game with that weird diagonal, like, display on the screen it was kind of like a an off diagonal display wasn't it um but more recently i'm playing the new one the newest one fifa 23 which oh, is one okay. of the best games i've ever played it's fantastic nice. um i mean there was a guy at work was telling me you know the the ultimate team yes on yes. launch day he dropped 400 pound on the ultimate team to pay you know for, that opens uh, that opens up a question of with all due respect that opens up a question of sort of you know that whole loot gambling idea of trying to get your best players and you know 150 million people playing yeah. this game four, and if even if even a handful of them are spending that kind of money they're making tens of I mean, millions they are they're yeah. making yeah, in yeah. fact hundreds of millions the they're median average of what a FIFA I don't have the statistics in front of me but I imagine that there is a median average figure oh, yeah. of what a FIFA online player will play Absolutely. Absolutely. on these boxes I've never done it yeah. I've never yeah. spent a penny other than the game itself yeah. uh, and even ironically I didn't buy it my sister bought it for me well there you go but there you go but no the game itself is is wonderful um, it's incredible really it's, it's, it's just it's, un it's unreal gonna, I'm interested to see how EA get around this because obviously the FIFA licensing used to be a thing for Pro Evolution Soccer where you would have a certain number of teams were allowed to be licensed and then the rest were hinted at like implied like an homage almost yes. to the other teams um so every i think every year you got two maybe three official teams yes and then the rest were this is true this is this is very much so and that's that's one thing that fifa always had was the official licenses 100%. the official players the strips i have to say though um i go back to the retro nostalgia even before fifa 97 fifa 95 was my first introduction and I still have Don't know if I played that. PlayStation 1, the very first FIFA on PlayStation 1. And I remember it very distinctively because you right. got a red card if you tackled the goalkeeper. <laughs> and you could continue to do that until as many as 10 of the 12 players were sent off. 
So if you ended up strategically both players hacking the goalkeeper, the match would eventually be abandoned. <laughs> and I used to think that that was hilarious at the, the fact time. that that could happen. That you could tackle the goalkeeper and get an immediate red card, and I kept doing it, and then they were just like, I match like abandoned. I like yeah, it. Yeah. i tell you what I do remember. Now, I may mis be misremembering. Was there a FIFA game on the Mega Drive? Um, I believe that was FIFA International Soccer. I believe that I was the first. That then. I do gonna, remember I, playing yeah, that. I have to double check that actually. I remember playing a football game on the Mega Drive, and I'm wondering if it was the original FIFA. Um, in the same way that I remember I, playing. I know that there was a cartridge-based FIFA. Uh, yeah, FIFA. No, no, no. Actually, uh, FIFA '97 was on the Mega Drive. Maybe that's the one so I played. So FIFA, FIFA '97, and apparently FIFA '95. Right. And then there was also FIFA International Soccer. And they all apparently were on the Mega Drive. You know, I'm going to have to go through my Mega Drive collection when I get home and see if I've even got that. Because if I have, I'm going to have a go. Because I haven't played that in decades. And indeed, FIFA International Soccer that we mentioned from 1993, it was ported to the Mega Drive, the Genesis, the 3DO, the Amiga, the DOS... Game Boy, Game Gear, Sega CD, Master System, and the Super SNES. It was everywhere. So it was. So it? the original, the original international soccer EA Sports was played by a lot of people. Um, I'm wondering if I still have that. You know, I'm, I'm, I've got a, I've got a box of Mega Drive games that uh, I got off my uncle. I'm just, uh, I'm just, I, you know, it's, it's interesting to see how many of these teams. Um, to be fair, actually, to be fair, it doesn't look as if it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't actually look as if it's that outdated at all. Um, What's that for? What's that one? For? Uh, this is this is the uh, the, the international soccer. Right. It doesn't look as if the sides are updated. I'm I'm actually apparently there's there's a North Korean team in the game. Apparently, nice. I don't think that's true though because on Wikipedia they're listing FY or Macedonia. And with all due respect, my understanding is that it was Yugoslavia in 1993. Back then it was, yeah, it really yeah. was, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but anyway, they also list they also list San Marino. Do you imagine, uh, like, because they're ranked like the worst international team they in the world? Scored against England. They did yes. score against yeah, England yeah, yeah. way back when when we Fair were play. terrible. Fair play. Um, I tell you, there's still licensing issues to this day with FIFA, um, because Roma in the newest FIFA game aren't Roma. They're, they're called Roma FC or FC Roma and it's oh, something right. to do with there's no crest there's no official crest and I know there's certain teams from I think it's Brazil aren't included as well and I don't know why well I must say that FIFA 95 so FIFA 95 was also on the Sega Genesis my memory may not be as good uh, because apparently FIFA 95 was the only FIFA title not to be released on PC. Right. Um, and it was also not released on the PlayStation. So I must be thinking about FIFA 96 because FIFA 96 was on the PlayStation, the Saturn, the Game Boy, the Game Gear. Right. And that would have been my first uh, introduction properly would have been FIFA 96. Um, and then later on, FIFA 97 which was the one with the indoor soccer. Yeah, yes, you're Ginola right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. But there you go. There you that's go. That's crazy. Look at that. That's the American-style SNES there as well. I know, I know. So, you see, folks, we need to appreciate where we've come from in Absolutely. order to know where we're going. Um, and that sort of brings us towards the end of Plug In and Play for today. I hope that you've enjoyed listening to the show. I certainly have enjoyed making it. It's been an absolute Same. pleasure to be here with Steve. And Thanks for having us. Oh, no, of course. It's been a pleasure. And hopefully we'll get the opportunity to do this many, many, many times again. I hope but so. 
In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, I hope that wherever you are, you are sitting comfortably, you have a nice drink, and you now think to yourself, you know, maybe it's time for some of those Amiga classics. Maybe Absolutely. it's time for the Dreamcast. Maybe it's just time to boot up the PS5. But whatever you do, however you game, I hope that you have fun. And thanks again, of course, to New Enterprise Studios for allowing us to record in their glorious surroundings. And for all information about them, you'll see a little bit of a link that I'll put in the bio for the show. In the meantime, folks, uh, we will hopefully see you for at least a show in June, if not one before. We'll see what happens. And uh, you take care. Have a good time. Enjoy gaming. And just be safe and be free. Indeed. All right. All the best. Take care, folks. Bye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. That was great. I've never laughed so much in a show. That was great. You're fucking funny, the stuff you're coming in with. Uh. <laughs> Honestly.